You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNB Podcast, The Coronavirus Sessions, where our temporary mission is to save as many businesses and jobs as possible by sharing how your fellow business owners and professionals are navigating the impact of COVID-19. My name is Colin Austin, and my co-host is Michael Dees. What is up, man? Not much, man. How are you doing this morning, this afternoon? What time is it? I don't even know. <laughs> this is like, it's like week eight. Yeah, it's like week eight. Uh, today that we're recording, things are starting to open back up a little bit, so it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, it's been difficult to track time and days via, yeah. remote, via remote life. It's so, all blur. You, you like my toilet paper background? Yeah, so so it's been you that's hoarding it all. <laughs> I'm a, I, I was inspired by, by Chris when we uh, interviewed him and his fancy, funny, hilarious background. I love he just switched like every five minutes and not even <laughs> call attention to it and just be like, oh, random background. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, let's get into it. Got to thank today's sponsors, you guys. Let me thank a new sponsor, Jorge. Ooh. Jorge from The Best Restoration, uh, he was on the show not too long ago, but this guy's always been an investor, uh, excuse me, uh, well, I was going to say an investor into the community, um, but just a really huge support of us, and and we've done business with these guys, and like, you guys, just, just so you guys know, Mike, do you remember when we moved into uh, the 633 location? Nightmare. <laughs> it was an absolute nightmare. Absolute, you guys, our location on 13th Street, if you're not familiar with it, it's like less than a half mile north of of University Avenue on 13th Street, but one of our big buildings is like, it's like 6,000 square feet and it's this warehouse and it was a disaster. They had like built these built-in offices in there and and we had to go and basically remove all of these offices because they were, they were full of mold. And, and you know, the, the best restoration came out, they did mold remediation. They took out all of that. They did, they, they did all the demo and then did the mold, mold remediation. That's kind of hard to say, mold remediation. Um, but uh, these are, you know, Jorge is a guy that we've done business with. His team is incredible and uh, just super grateful. After, you know, he had done the podcast, he's like, man, I really like, like what you're doing here. You know, how can I help? How can I support? And he's like, can I sponsor some episodes? And I was like, yes, of course you can. Thank you so much. So just super grateful to them. So you guys definitely support the best restoration. You can uh, reach out to them by, you know, they can, one, they can help you with your business or your home. I want to make sure people understand they're not, they don't do just commercial stuff. They definitely can help with your home, home issues as well. And uh, you can contact them at 352-505-3321 or at www.com. <laughs> I cannot speak today. www.thebestrestoration.com. There you go. That's that's right. Thanks thanks to Jorge. That was a really fun episode. Was uh, fun we also episode. we also have Matt Houchins once again from Houchins Consulting. Uh, you know, a lot of people in this remote life, they're they're googling businesses that they're uh, you know you know looking for services and everything, and he'll make sure that you show up in those search engines when people search for your product or service. Uh, he works with businesses nationwide, but you know he's an ACR Gainesville native, uh, so he most certainly has a soft spot for these local businesses. And if you mention right now, if you mention WHOA GMB podcast, Matt will hook you up with a free Google My Business audit and update awesome uh so you can connect with matt um and and all the team at houchins consulting at 352-562-0310 or at gnbseo.com boom baby 
support our sponsors. Let's go. Thank you, sponsors, for supporting us. You guys are the best. Love you guys. Let's get into the show. You ready to <laughs> rock and roll? Let's do it. I feel like we, I, like, I don't know. It feels like days since we've done this, so I'm ready. Are you ready to rock and roll? <laughs> like my roll puns with my toilet paper background? Yeah, I feel like James needs to put a flush sound right there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everybody misses out by watching or by listening to the audio podcast. You got to go, guys, you got to watch it. You got to watch it on YouTube, Facebook, wherever, man. That's right. The visuals, you, you miss out on the visuals. You miss out on Michael's expression when he gets excited, which is like once in a blue moon. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or my eye rolls or my puns. I mean, like, I get really excited when I hear a good pun. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, that you are you're a pun you're a punny guy. Uh, <laughs> you guys, let's get into on today's show. <laughs> today's show my good friend Adrian. Adrian, what is up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Hey, why don't you go ahead and because Mike and I soaked up so much time already, <laughs> like soaked up. You know, I used toilet paper to like. Okay, you guys are just all over it. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and just introduce uh, yourself to our audience and tell everybody a little bit about what you do. Sure. I am Adrienne Valin. Um, I am a brand new realtor in Gainesville, uh, fairly longtime fitness instructor at Gainesville Health and Fitness and um, an active, active mom still, even now, <laughs> even more. <laughs> as, as, as she was like fighting to get the kids off of tablets and stuff. So she has more bandwidth to record this episode with us. It's a different battle every day. Today, <laughs> bandwidth. <laughs> I love it. So, so how long have you been in the, in the real estate game? So pretty recent. I started just um, the last quarter of 2019. So I joined with Watson Realty in, gosh, officially October. Um, then you have about a month of training. So I hit the ground running right around Thanksgiving um, and then into Christmas. So my intro into real estate was maybe, in a, in a way it was good timing and it was intentional because I knew that it would be a slower time of year to start so I could kind of soak it up knowing that I'd be hitting the ground running in January and getting into spring, which is the busy season. Um, and I got maybe a month or two and then I got to go and go inside. (laughs) 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 So my, uh, learning curve took a turn, I guess, if you could say the traditional route changed for everyone, me included. Um, and we're all still figuring it out. So learning what the market's doing for me is, completely new. Um, and it very interesting. I think it's so exciting to be able to see it in this time and how it's evolving. Has it been like nerve wracking, you know, one getting into, getting into this career, if you will. And then all of a sudden this, this thing happens. I mean, like what's, I mean, from a level of uncertainty and not, you know, not, uh, you know, being just being new to the industry. I mean, what, were you, were you scared? Were you nervous? Were you like, Oh man, <laughs> I'm just trying to picture how I would be in this situation. So I'm very curious as to how you would be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think scared or nervous ever crossed my mind. Um, disappointed maybe because for me, so before I had kids, I was a sales executive with UPS. I'm very used to the sales world. Um, and I know that it takes a lot of groundwork, right? Like you got to be in front of people, get your name out there. And I love that part of sales. I love kind of what you do, learning about people's businesses and how they make it work. And so for me, that's why real estate was appealing, right? It's the flexibility. It's all that. Um, And I got to do that for just a couple months, right? And so for me, when I learned I got to pump the brakes, which I'm not always great at doing, um, it, it was kind of a hard transition. Like 
I had to make a conscious effort that I'm going to pull back a little bit from what I'm doing because I have to, to a certain degree, because now I have two kids at home that are very demanding. I have a seven and a five-year-old. And as much as I can put them in school, you know, my five-year-old doesn't know how to work a mouse on a computer. She doesn't understand a web page. My son is learning to read. So like I have to sit with them. It's a, and so that was most of my day. Um, and so that's kind of where I guess disappointing would be the feeling that I had. Cause it was like, Oh, I just got going and now I got to put it in reverse after kind of turning it on, letting myself get excited. Um, that that's been the hardest part, I think. Yeah. But luckily for me, you know, I wasn't that invested in it. I didn't have too many stokes in the fire. I do have a few, you know, people, sellers that I'm working with and we've made some decisions for them personally that work best for them because it was a, we literally were going to list right before Corona. Like we took house pictures the day before the quarantine kind of the County order came in, like, you know, no more doing that. And so you had to revisit and have some conversations that everybody had, like what is best for your family, what's best for you all. And for them, it was putting it on pause, which kind of worked in line with what I was doing. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been a definite adjustment to figure out how to do both or how to adjust both um, and not stop completely, obviously, but I definitely had to take a step back just a little bit. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, so talk to me about a little bit about the, the, the homeschooling life, because I mean, this has been a big adjustment. I, like, I, and I've been very transparent on the podcast already saying that uh, I have not been the primary teacher in the household. Um, you know, my Shannon is definitely taking on that role. She's up with the kids in the morning. The kids are still waking up. My, my kids are early risers. I don't know about your kids, but my kids are waking up at six o'clock in the morning and then, Ooh. and they just like to get, get right to it and get, get the schoolwork, eat breakfast and get the schoolwork done. So, you know, from six thirty to nine thirty, I feel like is when most of the schoolwork is getting accomplished in our house. Um, and you know, Shannon graciously has been doing all of that as a primary <laughs> teacher, but, but you know, but like, you know, I know that that's just, that's just a huge adjustment <laughs> to, to be now, you, cause now you're a full-time teacher as well as, you know, full-time realtor, <laughs> uh, you know, are like, are you creating like a set schedule or like, what are you, how are you guys navigating that? Yeah. So like, if I'm, if I'm honest, I, at the beginning had like this excited idea that like, Oh, I've got the, I printed out the color coded schedule. I did all the things. We hung up a bulletin board, be like hit the ground running if you will. And then about, I don't know, eight hours into the day, I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. This is not going to happen. <laughs> so we've, we've kept a routine. I guess that's the most important thing. So like, whether it's like in your house, you wake up at six 30, you knock it out, you get it done. Um, that is what I would love to say happens in my house. Cause that would be so much easier, but my son likes to drag his feet a little. So we, you know, we have been going on morning bike rides around 10 to get kids out of the house and some energy out of them. Um, we do that. We have, it only takes him a few hours to do his work because he's only in first grade. So we're doing that. My daughter does her thing. I've just tried to keep it as loose as possible. I figure if they're reading every day, they're doing a few things, we're coloring, we're trying to get outside the box of what learning is because learning isn't at the computer necessarily, right? So if we're in the yard doing some stuff, if my daughter's helping me bake, you know, we're doing, we're learning all the time. So I'm trying to not um, put that much pressure on me or the kids because it literally was 
is just me yelling at them and that's not good <laughs> for anybody. So hey, I want you to, uh, I want all the parents out there to understand that if you've been yelling at your kids <laughs> a lot these past few weeks, that it's completely normal. Um, the, the amount of screaming in our household yes. uh, has definitely increased by quite a bit and it's nothing to be ashamed about. Don't think, don't think that, Oh my gosh, am I the only one? All my, all the other parents out there have their stuff together. They don't, they yeah. might try to put a, you know, the Instagram story. They might try to show <laughs> that they do with those few clips coming from the day. But I'm telling you right now, you know what I might, I might try to put in the effort to get the real Instagram story and like, and just film all of the meltdowns that are happening over, <laughs> over the, like, just sitting down to do the schoolwork. Um, you know, so just, just realize that you're not alone out there, parents. Absolutely not. No, I, I had a friend ask me recently, like how, how it feels during the day. They don't have kids and they were just like, what's it like? And I said, it's complete constant battle between guilt and grace, right? Like I'm constantly feeling <laughs> guilty that I'm not doing enough because you see all these things online or just the assignments or whatever it is. And then the other side of it is I, I have to tell myself, I got to give myself some grace and realize that they don't do this all the time. I don't do this all the time. And so we have, it's just that constant back and forth from an emotional battle internally. Like, am I on my phone too much? Am I trying to get too much alone time? Are they? So grace has been my best friend through but the entire two months. What about the, uh, I'll call it the integration because I've seen you do these like story, storytelling, like the, uh -huh lives are you doing that from just you personally or are you doing that from a realtor channel or so it's just a couple things happened all these things and explain explain to our audience like what it is that i'm that i'm talking yeah yes yeah. so before quarantine started i have a 10 year old standard poodle whom i love and um part of what i love to do is volunteer whether it be at school through the pta i'm very active at jj finley or um just in the community in general and we have a loving dog who i thought people love this dog when he goes around. And so I decided to make him a certified therapy dog. So in December, through the um, Alliance of Therapy Dogs, we started the process of getting certified. So you have to go have a handling assessment. You have to go actually visit the hospital and see patients at least three times. We did all that, submitted our paperwork the week or two before quarantine started. And we actually got his certification, I think like two or three weeks into, into quarantine. Now, Again, timing was poor because we can't go to the hospital. I can't go to the library. I can't do all these things. And so in this time, I was just trying to think of how can I still get something out there? How can we still kind of have some fun? The kids can be involved. And so we decided to start doing some live storytelling. My dog's name is Duncan. Um, we, I call us Team Valin. And so we read with Team Valin on Fridays at 3. It is an absolute ridiculous thing. <laughs> we sometimes only have like three or four people watching, but a lot of people watch afterwards, but it's been fun. Like the kids are so into it. They love picking out the books, figuring out what we're going to like wear. This past week I dressed up like a blow up dinosaur <laughs> and that was the most fun I've ever had. So it's just <laughs> been, <laughs> I literally, like, I was like, now I have to read in the dino suit all the time. Um, so that's, um, and it, it is broadcast through my realtor channel. Um, and then I, I put it on my Instagram page and stuff. So it's, it's been fun. The kids have a blast. I'm pretty sure Duncan thinks I'm abusing him because he was not down with the dinosaur costume, but um, it's, it's been good. And I've gotten a lot of great feedback from friends that are watching from different parts of the country too. So. Yeah, that's great. Um, I want to 
to go down this hole a little bit further, Mike. So I know you got questions, so I, so I apologize. Um, go ahead. But like, you know, uh, Adrian, you and I have talked before about, you know, because uh, I spoke to y'all's group at Watson about personal branding and, and these kind of things. Like, is this, you know, when you think about your personal brand as a realtor, you know, how, how would you describe it? Like, is, is mu- being a mom, I would assume is one of them since it seems like you're, you know, building your brand around that. Is that like why you decided to do something like that or? Yeah. So I think definitely when I think about my brand or what I would like my brand to be, honestly, is just community. Like if there's one word, it would be community centered. Like I would like for people to feel like I've put my arms around Gainesville and hug them in any way that I can. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Um, And part of that is being a mom, right? Like I am I was, I'm not now, but I was always up at the, at the kids' school helping out any way I can. I'm very active in the county PTA and local, you know, school PTAs. I, any way that I can help, I try. Um, and if nothing else, that's the message that I would love. So for me, community is, and I know you feel the exact same way, like I love Gainesville and I would love um, to help out in any way that I can, whether or not it's being ridiculous in a dinosaur suit. <laughs> I can do that from home. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's, and that's why I ask because I like I like to see you know how people develop their their personal brands and what what even kind of creates the ideas and, uh, and I'm I'm always fascinated by that thing. But you know that because I'm such oh, a yeah. well. I think part of it too, which has been awesome for me, is kind of like ripping the bandaid off. You know, you can take yourself too seriously, which I can sometimes do. And so being inside all day and having to figure out how can I talk to people, there's only one way. I got to get in front of them online. And that is somewhat terrifying. So it's, it's kind of a safety blanket, right? Like I have my kids, I have my dog, I can be kind of silly. I don't have to be perfect. And that's been lovely. And so that's kind of helped get that out there. And now I don't feel weird when I think about like, Oh, am I going to video myself doing this thing? Sure. Why not? I've already done this. So what's wrong? Like what's the worst that can happen? Nothing. (laughs) So that's been lovely to kind of rip that bandaid off and have that come out of it. Yeah, Mike, we've seen that, like, that people getting over that fear for the first time because of this pandemic, like mm-hmm. the fear of going live or even the fear of creating content for the first time. It's been, it's definitely been interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't feel like they have a story to tell or b- before, pre, like pre, pre-epidemic uh, that, that they don't have a story to tell. No one's interested in what they're, you know, doing. And it's, it's interesting because as soon as this stuff first started to happen, you'd immediately see people, you know, grabbing their phones and documenting or just, you know, kind of being a little bit more transparent, opening up. And it'll be interesting to see as this continues to move on, how many people have become more comfortable uh, sharing their stories, documenting, uh, you know, vlogging, whatever it may be. Because uh, because I think it's cool. I think that is a natural, like I, I felt it myself um, where it's just like, eh, is anyone really interested in what I made for dinner? What I have to say about business or this, this thing that, uh, you know, the commission just put, you know, like, but, but you're starting to see that through all of this, people are taking those chances a little bit more often. Well, Mike, give your new thing a plug. My new, oh. <laughs> so uh, I can't believe I'm actually going to do this. So it's a little tongue in cheek. Well, it's funny because, okay, so my girlfriend, Miranda and I, we, we started a, an Instagram food channel um, and it, it's a little tongue in cheek now because I feel like a lot of people have done this now. It's like COVID cooking and it was something we had planned on doing before all of this started. Uh, So now it kind of seems like it's like copycat, but 
we have we have like long term plans of having like a bed and breakfast together and stuff like that. So we're starting to put, uh, you know, like food photos, cocktails, and and kind of like that's the early stages of uh, the beginning of our branding for it. Uh, but it's called the alligator pear. The alligator pear is another name for an avocado, uh, but we're the alligator pear. Is that uh, on so Instagram? Only on Instagram? Yeah, only on Instagram right now. All right, so that at, is adorable. At I like the it. Alligator pear. I mean, it's fun. Well, it's funny because I like to comment, and be like, "What the heck are you guys doing to me right now?" Like, it, it really pisses me off because it looks so delicious, and I'm like, "I can't, like, I can't eat it and I can't drink it." You make these like awesome cocktails and stuff too. Anyway, I think yeah. and it goes back to our point of like, this is a really unique time to start building brand or creating a new brand or creating a new like executing on ideas that you really haven't had the opportunity to, or you just didn't want to because you were so consumed and busy with other stuff. You know, there's like, now there's a little bit of extra time or people are, or, or at the very least people are realizing, you know what, like, let me prioritize a little bit of something for me and a little like focus on, focus on some of my own content. And, and that's been super interesting to see. So I love your stories, Adrian, and I love your oh, the alligator pair, Michael. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to eat every picture though, which is the problem. I'm going to uh, check that out as soon as we get off this. <laughs> oh, please do. We're accepting, we're accepting all kinds of likes and uh, comments and suggestions. I got you. I got you. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what you're going to do with a giant inflatable dinosaur costume. And I know Colin's got, um, some hot dog costumes and stilts and Deadpool. You might have to start like a, a costume co-op to just trade these things so you don't have to make these huge investments and only use them once. I would love it. Listen, I have gotten so many like calls and text messages about that dinosaur costume. People like begging me to go grocery shopping or like I volunteered to just go like dance outside their window. I was like, I'll do whatever if it makes you laugh. But yeah, it's, it was a purchase that I was like, this is absurd. I'll never use it. But that is not true. It is coming in quite handy. Yeah, Colin, I'm thinking you need to dust off the hot dog costume again. Yeah. Maybe maybe do it in the stilts. Go go bring some joy. Dude, it was in the trunk of my car for so long. And like I literally pulled it out yesterday. It like, smells I, like a hot dog now. <laughs> I cleaned my car yesterday, believe it or not. So uh yeah. I no, mean, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I, w- I wanted to kind of ask a question on the on the realty front because um, you know I started uh, looking. Um, you know I'm, I'll be moving in the summer, and so I'm looking at a lot of places. I'm looking for houses, and a lot of things that's come up out of out of this has been um, a rise in like self guided tours, so you know key drops and stuff like that. And and I don't know how prevalent those were before this, but I imagine it's growing a huge amount. Now, I'm just curious, like, how, how does that change for the realtor, especially someone like you that maybe has a lot of sales background, face to face experience? Does that, does that help or hinder you in terms of making transactions and stuff if everything moves to more of a self guided contactless uh, front? Yeah, so I, I think there's definitely something that could potentially be lost there, right? Like there's something to be said about having someone there to guide you through the house, to answer questions while you're there. But there have been, I know just from coworkers of mine that have been doing it, a lot of success on the virtual tour side. So maybe you aren't in the the building or the dwelling with the buyer, but you're outside or you've already gone in and kind of prepped the space. You've turned the lights on, you've opened the things for everyone. You're outside to answer questions or you're doing it live. Um, I think that everyone will get, I think that's going to appeal to some people. Maybe the younger audience will be fine with this virtual side because for them, that's a lot of what they've grown up with. Whereas maybe an older demographic is not going to do so well or appreciate like, Hey, here's a key help yourself kind of um, mentality. They're still going to want someone there to answer questions. So I don't know that I don't think it's going to go away. I think we'll still go back to a more 
contact, if you will use that word, very mm-hmm. limited, but um, it's going to depend on the individual, I think is the easiest way to say that. Just like in sales, when I was doing it for before, like, you know, your buyer, you know, your seller, and you know what their likes and dislikes are. And I think you just have to tailor your approach to that. So if you've got a buyer that, you know, isn't going to like to not have their hand held, then you're going to make the effort to meet them or get them some type of technology that is easy to use because otherwise it's just going to fail. Um, and the same for the younger or different buyer that wants, you know, to just do it virtually. They don't care. They just want a, a place where they want to see the inside and what are the features, what's the outside look like. And you can do that virtually. I mean, the technology that's around for realtors and that's been coming out, um, the virtual tours and I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's like being in the space. I was doing one the other day and it took me up the stairs and around the corner and it was like just flawless, right? It doesn't look, it looks like you're right in the house and it was in Sanford, Florida. I was like, this is amazing. So that's, it's all possible. It's just whether or not the, the buyer prefers it. It's tailored mm-hmm. to the individual, I think. Yeah. Like I know, I know when I tour these places, like I, like, I, I like the self-guided perspective. I think it's part of just who I am, but like, cause I have to sit there in the, in a open living room and rearrange my furniture in my mind and, and, fictitiously cook a meal or something like I have to like feel like I'm there and I don't want to be wasting somebody's time or you know asking answering awkward questions or something but I also know from a sales side like if if I was selling scooters like and I just leave leave a customer unattended in the showroom then I then I'm really missing an opportunity not only to to sell something but to build a relationship which I think is you know paramount to everything um so so that's why I kind of ask about the self-guided versus you know having having the realtor there Well, I think you have to have the relationship kind of established to be able to tell whether or not that's a good fit for your buyer, right? Like, for instance, when you're buying a car, my husband hates someone just standing there, right? Like, if you even walk up to us on a sales lot, we're going to go home because he just doesn't like it. And so I know that about him. The salesperson should be able to pick up on that pretty quickly. But like, I think when you get a feeling about someone, whether talking to them on the phone, having that first buyer consultation where you're asking them these questions, you know, like, how do you feel? What do you want? That's going to be part of the discussion now, right? Like, do you prefer someone to show you the home? Do you want me to be there? Do you want a virtual tour? Like what's important to you versus just kind of throwing them out into the open. So developing the relationship and understanding what your buyer wants and needs are, which is what our job is, right? So we can better serve them is part of the relationship and it's part of the process. And this is just another aspect of the questioning that'll be added in um, the virtual side of it. So I think that's just the evolution that probably won't go backwards. (laughs) Right. I know Colin's looking forward to just having everything virtual reality. So (laughs) (laughs) goggles everywhere. I just know. Strap these on. Let me send them to you. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's different. I mean, I don't, I've been trying to think, just as we were opening up, like, as you said today, the first time that some businesses are opening up some retail places. And, um, for me, like, it's been a weird thing. Like, how do we crawl out of the cave? Like, how do we come see the light? Because I have been, and my kids completely locked down. Like I haven't been to a grocery store. I haven't been the only places I've been, which is going to be a sad commentary and maybe a good indicator of my life these days is I've been through, (laughs) I've been to first magnitude. I've been through their drive through more than I'd like to tell you. <laughs> so, you're you're supporting about, local business. There's nothing wrong with supporting local business. Heck, heck, heck yeah. I, yeah, I've got some growlers upon growlers upon growlers. So, but other than that, I haven't really been out. And so I've just been wondering, like, as I've been trying to figure out personally how I'm going to open the front door and step in back in for the light, 
is just like how, how that's going to happen from a business perspective. Like how many things will roll back and how many things are just here now? And so I think the virtual side of real estate is here. I do not see it going backwards. Um, I think it's just going to be integrated into every listing, every option. It's just now another part of our portfolio that we can offer buyers and sellers, um, which is great because I think it benefits a lot of people, especially here in Gainesville that are moving from out of state residents or professors or just people from out of town. The marketing that you can provide to your sellers and to your buyers is going to be top notch now because we've had to step up our game virtually. I think that's great. It's been, some, been some very common themes throughout a lot of these. And that's, that's definitely one of them as to like what, what's going to stick from, you know, from all this and what's going to go back to the way it was. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, one thing that's definitely going to stick is going to first magnitude drive through. I mean, I hope that. <laughs> Listen, I have never been more happy to have like an automatic lift gate on my minivan. You just pop it open. They still slide in my beer and away I go. It's just like the happiest part of my day. It's like, <laughs> uh, it's bad. My kids, I'm like, guys, we gotta go. We gotta go. And they're like, where are we going? The brewery? I'm like, yes, yes, we are. So. I mean, back in the day, people would have thought that some sort of drug deal happening. Now it's just like, oh, that's just your normal everyday beer pickup. <laughs> it's two on friday we gotta stock up for the weekend oh, but. Uh, it reminds me like back back when i first moved to Gainesville, there was that beer through right on the corner of uh 34th street and archer you yes have, like, right oh my there. gosh yeah. dude not many people will remember that that was yeah. epic. it was like a drive through gas station that was like that was yeah. awesome that's that's exactly what first mag has and it's great that's amazing so oh. this has been fun this has been cool yeah new new perspective new things I, I like i like it a lot especially on the the homeschooling front i know like shout out to all the moms out there that are really doing it. and to the dads if you're doing it dads but like i, I know them <laughs> i know from personal experience from, yeah know, personal experience i know it's falling mainly on the moms from what i can tell um so so shout out there and and you know thanks for coming on our show today why don't you tell our audience uh where they can connect with you or you know they can find you social media if they want to watch one of the the, yeah. the live the live videos where that might happen <laughs> you can see me in a dino suit um you can find me on facebook at adrian valin realtor and uh you can call me anytime text me it's 904-403-8269 um or email me at avalin at watsonrealtycorp.com oh there it is everybody well awesome. thanks again this is a lot of fun yes it was awesome thank you guys and i love the tp Mike, any last thoughts? <laughs> no, I'm excited to uh, exchange uh, some social media likes with you. I appreciate you uh, sending people to, to our page. <laughs> I can't believe you made me plug that on here. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> What's for dinner? What's for dinner? Yeah, seriously. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. We actually made... I still can't believe I'm doing it. We actually made dinner for uh, my girlfriend's grandparents last night. So it was like a nice little scallop dish with, with uh, couscous. It was good. It'll, pictures to come hey. later. That yeah. mac and cheese. Can't recall <laughs> making me dinner. I'm trying to think. Has that happened before? Probably during, probably when we were on that RV trip. I probably made you dinner then. I don't know if that counts, though. So. <laughs> probably not. It wasn't scallops and couscous. It wasn't scallops and couscous. Colin used to make a mean burger, and he probably still does. I just don't eat it anymore. <laughs> I do. They're delicious. Believe me. I had them on Saturday night. Where have we gone? Wrap us up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
we can just keep chit chatting all night, all day. Um, yeah. So everybody, thanks so much for listening. Uh, I'll say this: like, if you want to support our podcast, you can definitely do so by buying one of these like really cool podcast shirts. The hashtag GNVBIZ ones have been flying off the shelves. So super grateful to everybody who's been buying those. Definitely, look, you know, support support your local Gainesville businesses. Go through the first magnitude drive through, and any anybody else who's got drive through or pickup. You know, we need to see as many businesses through this as as possible. And uh, you know that, that that's why we're that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this. And uh, you know, just like Adrian, we absolutely adore this community and that's why we pour our heart and soul into this. So, uh, so thank you so much for listening and we really appreciate you guys. This is the WHOA GMV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa, Uh-oh. Adrian, give us your best. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and, uh, and thank you. Why did that sound so bad? That was great. Thank your kids for sharing the bandwidth. We really appreciate it. They thank you for the TV. <laughs> See you later, everybody. <laughs> Bye.